Welcome to the Truth Podcast. I am your host, Anthony Benitez. I want to welcome everyone listening in. Today is going to be such a awesome, awesome, awesome teaching. And my blowing smoke, I really mean it. Today, I wanted to touch on two specific topics. And I'm going to be honest with you guys. These two different topics, especially the first one, is going to be very, um, the Bible calls the different levels of revelations. There's milk, there's meat, there's strong meat, there's wine, etc. The first, uh, I'm going to break it up into two different halves. So like a double header. Double header. Dang, I think my, my Spanglish just came out. Did you know that, uh, side note, that English is my second language? And uh, actually, I went to ESL classes, which if you know what ESL stands for, you know what's up. <laughs> it, it stands for English Second Language. So amen. God uses the foolish things. So like I was saying <laughs> before my Chicano came out, <laughs> we're, we're gonna, I'm going to talk about two different topics. The first topic is going to be very what I call strong meat. And I really feel if you're listening, you can bear it. If you've been following us, if you've been listening to teach to our teachings over and over, then I know you can handle it because the Holy Spirit will bear witness of this truth. The Bible calls the Holy Spirit the Spirit of Truth, who bears witness of the truth. And when I teach, there is something in you, which is the Holy Spirit, and it's like, ah, this is good. This is the truth. Your mind may not initially comprehend, but something in you is like, ah. This, this is the truth. So the first half, um, I'm going to be talking about how death has been abolished. The second half, I'm going to be talking about the promised land of rest to the believer out of Hebrews chapter 4. Why? I don't know. I just get led by the Spirit. And I feel like this is really, really going to set people free. So the first half, let's talk about it. The Bible says, go with me to 2 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, 2 Timothy. I go to 2 Corinth a lot, so go to 2 Timothy. Check this out, y'all. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse. let's start at verse 9. Who has saved us and called us with a holy calling. Did you know that you're called with a holy calling? You, listener, whether you be in... Uh, South Dakota, Manhattan, Ibiza, Texas, uh, Pittsburgh, uh, <laughs> Europe, whatever it is, Paris, Paris, Mexico City, whatever it is. You know you're called the Holy Calling. Second Timothy chapter 1 says, verse 9 says, Who has saved us and called us with the Holy Calling, not according to our works. Is that in the Bible? Yes. Who has called us with the holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. What a phenomenal scripture. But I want to focus on verse 10. But is now made manifest by the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ. Listen to this. Who has abolished death and has brought life and immortality to light through the gospel what a mouthful verse 10 i want to focus on this 
but is now made manifest by the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ, who has, has is what? Past, present, or future? Present. Who has? Has. Or some can even say past, uh, past tense. It depends how you use it. Actually, in this particular scripture, because of the next word, is actually uh, denoted as past. Who has? Past tense. Abolished. Past tense. Death. And has brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. Who has abolished death. What does that mean? What does that mean? And no, I'm not an English teacher. But what does that mean? When I first read this, I'm like, all right, well, what does it mean that Jesus Christ has abolished death? Because in another area in the Bible, in Hebrews, the Bible says only by becoming a man could he die. And only by dying could he destroy him who had, past tense, the power of death. That is the devil. That's in Hebrews. And in another instance in 1 Corinthians, the Bible says, Oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, death, where is your victory? So, and like I said, this is strong meat. But I, I want to talk, what is this talking about? Dre, what is this talking about? Dre is in the studio. What is this talking about? I want you to understand something. Romans chapter 6, and a lot of religious Pharisees quote this. I used to quote it. The Bible says, For the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. You see, Anthony, if you sin, there's a wage to pay. Not necessarily. You see, if someone paid for my wages... Why do I have to pay? You see, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 56 says, The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. 2 Corinthians chapter 3 says that the law has been done away with. Ephesians chapter 1 says that, he, that Jesus Christ abolished the enemy, which is the law. So I submit to you this. How has Jesus Christ abolished death? Because that's what it says in the scriptures. We just read it. We opened it up with Second uh, Timothy chapter 1. It says, who has abolished death, past, te past tense. What does that mean? Listen to this. I submit this to you. This, the byproduct of sin is death. Because the Bible says the wages of sin is death. But please understand this. The Bible says in the book of John, Jesus Christ himself said, if I be lifted up, and, and this is so basic, but I've come to understand even in Bible school, people, Christians don't, don't, don't understand this. The wages of sin is death, Anthony, so how can he abolish death? Very easy. Listen to this. In John, the gospel, the Bible says that Jesus himself said, if I be lifted up, I will draw all. And it says men, but it's in, it's in italics, which means it was never there to begin with. That it was added to make it more flowy in the English language. But it, you, you read the context. Read it. And you read most of any commentary out there. 
it is not talking about I will draw, and we sing that lift up Jesus and he draws all men onto him. That's not that that's that's cute, but that's not what the Bible says. Listen, the context is saying that if I Jesus Christ said, if I be lifted up, I will draw all of God's wrath on me. I will draw all judgment on me. So on the cross, you have to understand this. The reason why Romans chapter 8 verse 1 says, There is therefore now no more punishment for those who are in Christ. There is therefore now no condemnation. That word means no punishment, no judgment for those who are in Christ. Be the reason and how is death abolished? Because what produces death is sin. But you as a Christian, every single payment and wage that sin produced in your life in the past, today, and in the future was all poured out on the body of Jesus Christ, our Savior. That is why 2 Timothy chapter 1 says that Jesus Christ abolished death. Abolished. It's a past tense. It has an ED. Again, I'm not an English teacher, but it says who has abolished death. Only by Hebrew says only by becoming a man could he die, and only by dying. See, look, 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 I just, look. Listen, only by dying could he destroy him who had the power of death. That is the devil. Only by dying. How? Correlate that to what I just said. That on that he said, if I would, if I be lifted up on the cross, I will draw all of God's judgment on me. I will draw the entire full payment of the every humanity's sin payment was poured out on Christ. That's why only by dying could he destroy him who had the power of death. That is the devil. Because only death, death is only produced in your life if there is something that needs to be paid. If you sin, which actually sin is a noun, but that's a whole different teaching. But if you uh, make a mistake if you if you think you have sinned and if you don't understand that the wages of that sin of your sin from yesterday from today from the future was already paid for you see god is outside of time you see we we to our carnal minds we cannot understand how god can make a payment for all of humanity from from the from the beginning of time to the end of time but it is no there's there's no understanding because the bible says that i am the beginning i am alpha and i am the omega i am the beginning and i am the end you see god is eternal he is outside of time so when jesus christ hung on that cross the entire payment all of god's wrath which actually explains that in the book of revelation where where he says it is done it is finished this is setting a lot of people free because you have to understand when you make a mistake when you fall short when you think you have committed sin which sin is a noun but when you think you've made a mistake if you don't look to the cross and recognize that because that, yes, you might have made a mistake and your conscience might be condemning you, but your conscience must be re-educated. Your conscience must be aware that, yes, there is a payment for sin, but praise be unto God who giveth us the victory because he himself has paid for your sin. That mistake that you have made, it has been paid for already. So you tell me. If the Bible says the wages of sin is death, what wage do I have to pay? 
what wage do I have to pay? That is how Jesus Christ abolished death. That is, the Bible says, how he destroyed him who had the power of death. You see, death only comes about when a sin is unpaid for. That's good. Death only comes about when a sin is unpaid for because the wages of sin is death. What is a wage? Your, your W-2, your wages is something that you work and then there's a payment at the end. So sin has a wage. Yes, we hear that. We hear that from all these Pentecostals and holy pro preachers. Yes, but bro, wake up and smell the coffee and recognize that on the cross, every payment that was needed was poured out on the body of Christ. Colossians chapter 2 says that he disarmed powers and principalities by nailing the law on the cross. Read it. Ephesians 1 says that he destroyed the enemy, which is the law, contained in ordinances and commandments. The law produces death. The law was abolished, was fulfilled. Jesus fulfilled it. If I, ha if I work an, at an Amazon warehouse and I have an order to fulfill, but if my homie came and fulfilled it for me, do I have to fulfill that order? But if someone fulfilled it, do I have to do it? No. If there is an order to fulfill, Dre, and someone comes and fulfills it for me, then do I have to fulfill it? It has been fulfilled. The law has been fulfilled. Every payment that was due because of the law has been paid. That's why the gift is eternal life. So how does that help you today? Because you're bound to make a mistake. Because you still have this flesh. You still have sin in the flesh. You have this body that is prone to anger, to sadness, to depression, to bad thoughts, whatever it is. But you must understand and recognize that death cannot be produced in your life. You see, this is what brings divine health in your life. Because what brings about sickness in a person's life is condemnation. What brings about sickness and depression and anxiety is condemnation. Is expecting to be punished. But when you understand, I'm free. All my sins have been paid for past, present, and future. So when I screw up and I cuss this guy out by accident, some can debate that. But even then, sure, it's a mistake. But the Bible says in Romans chapter 4, blessed is the man to whom the Lord will not, in future tense, will not impute sin. Oh, death, where is your victory? Because death is only enforced when there is a law. But the Bible says where there is no law, there is no transgression. Do you see why there's so much persecution for grace and law and deliverance of law? Because you deliver, you, you remove the law, you remove death. Because sin by it, listen to this, sin by itself cannot produce death. Let's go to Romans chapter 7. Sin by itself cannot 
produce death. Romans 7 verse 4 says, Therefore, my brethren, you also are become dead to the law by the body of Christ, that you should be married to another, to him, Jesus, who is raised from the dead, that we should bring forth fruit unto God. Listen to this. For when we were in the flesh, the motions of sin or the passion, the sinful passions, listen, which were by the law, the law arouses sinful passions. For when we were in the flesh, the motions of sins which were by the law did work in our members to bring forth fruit unto death. You see the correlation. Sin, law, death. Sin plus law equals death. Sin, you're going to continue to see it. Sin plus law equals death. For when we were in the flesh... The motions of sins which were by the law, the sinful passions which were aroused by the law, did work in our members and our bodies to bring forth fruit unto death. But now, verse 6, but now we are delivered from the law that being dead wherein we were held, we should serve in the newness of the spirit and not in the oldness of the letter. Let's go to verse 8. But sin, remember sin, Plus law equals death. But verse 8, but sin taking occasion by the commandment or by the law, but sin taking occasion by the law worked in me all manner of evil desires. Listen to this. For without the law, sin is dead. For I was alive without the law. I was what? Alive with the law, I was alive without the law once. Listen to this. Remember, sin plus law equals death. Verse 9. But when the commandment or when the law came, sin revived and I died. Do you, are you seeing the patterns here? There's more. So let's continue to read. And the, verse 10. And the commandment which was ordained to life, I found to be unto death. But sin, listen to this, but sin, this is a very key one, verse 11, Romans 7, 11. Remember that, seven, remember 7, 11, Slurpees, Romans 7, 11. For sin, or because sin, taking occasion by the commandment, deceived me, and by it, what is this it? By it, by the law, slew me, or killed me. I'm going to say it again. But sin, that we're taking occasion, if you read it in the Greek, it, it means to make its headquarters. But sin, taking occasion by the law, deceived me, and by it, by the law, killed me. You see, and and the, the scriptures confirm it, because read the next verse. Therefore, the law is holy, and the commandment holy, and just and good. Was then that which is good made death unto me? God forbid. But sin, that it might appear sin, working death in me by that which is good. What, what is it saying? Sin, that it might appear sin, sin working death in me by that. What is this by that? By that which is good. The uh, 
previous scriptures it says the law is good and holy. So sin taking occasion, right, it says, uh, but sin that it might appear sin, working death in me by that which is good. What is good? What is it? What is it? What is this thing that is good? Read the verse above it. Therefore, the law is holy and the commandment holy and just and good. But sin by the Bible says, but sin that it might appear sin working death in me by that which is good by the law. Sin working by the law produced death in me. That sin by the commandment might become exceedingly sinful. What? Sin by the commandment, sin by the law becomes exceedingly sinful. Did you guys see the the correlation? And there's so much more. What was the equation class? Sin plus law equals death. Sin plus law equals death. Remove the law. The Bible says that sin deceived, sin by the law deceived me, and by it, by the law, killed me. Many Pentecostals, Charismatic, Baptist, Methodist, whatever, any type of religious folks, they say sin deceived me and killed me. You're not reading. Open your eyes. The Bible says sin by the commandment deceived me, and by it, by the commandment, killed me. Remove the law. Remove death. Sin plus the law equals death. You remove the law, there is an incomplete equation there. Sin needs something to produce death. We just read it. Read the scriptures and rewind it. Go look for it for yourself because I didn't believe it at first. So how did Jesus Christ abolish death? By removing the law. Because sin by itself does not produce death. Sin needs the law to produce death. Remove the law. Death. Oh, death, where is your victory? So, I'll end this specific half with this because I want you guys to chew on that. So what, how, how, how is this practical in my life? Because you have to understand, when you make a mistake, my friend, you, your conscious needs to be educated, like I said. Your conscious, if it doesn't, if it's not educated, if your mind is not renewed, if your mind doesn't understand and rinse, repeat, rinse and repeat that, hey, just because I make a mistake, your conscious will scream out, there is a payment that's due. There is a payment that's due. There is a payment that's due. And because of that, this is how autoimmune disorders, sicknesses, fear, anxiety, sinuses, weakness in your bones, headaches, migraines, uh, you name it. I've seen it personally. I've seen it. I've, I've seen other people. I, I've seen it, but, mo but most of all, I've read it in the scriptures. And I've experienced it. And I'm telling you, I am I am fully persuaded because the scripture says it, but because I've also experienced it, I've seen it work in many other people. Every single sickness, be it obesity, be it anxiety, be it depression, be it migraines, whatever it is, it is because of the law. You remove the law. You There is longevity. You walk in divine health. When you make a mistake... You need to understand and continue to renew your mind that those wages have already been paid for. Therefore, 
what is there left for you to pay? Your conscious is purged from a conscious that is continuously crying out, sin, 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 sin. Sin, their wages of sin is death, I agree. But my friend, another paid every single penny, every cent for your entire life and therefore abolishing death. I want to leave you guys with that. And I want to touch on something very briefly because for whatever reason, I felt the Lord. I've never done this before, but I just obey to what the Lord tells me to do. In Hebrews chapter 4, the Bible talks about the rest that belongs to us. Therefore, us we that believe, let's go to Hebrews chapter 4 actually right now. And I'm going to touch on it very briefly because this is something that is very, it's going to help you. You see, when we talk about works, when we talk about rest, I'm not talking about you just laying down physically. You see, everything under the new covenant of grace in the New Testament is internal. There is a spiritual dynamic to it. What we see, the Bible says that in First Corinthians, that that all these in chapter nine, that all these things that were done in the Old Testament were types and shadows for us to see. Romans chapter one says that we understand the things that are invisible, that we clearly see the things that are invisible. Wait, what? We see, we clearly see the things that are invisible. But how can you see something that's invisible? Being understood, Romans one. By that which is seen. So there is a greater truth to what the Bible talks about rest and works. You see, most Christians can't even understand that, it, hey, I don't have to fast for this. But that's all physical. And those are all truths. But there's a greater level to this, my friend. And this is going to set you free because how it set me free. I'm telling you because I was anxiety written. And if it, if it can tranquilize my soul, it will tranquilize yours. You have to understand, rest is internal. And you, I don't even have to explain it. You can tell when you're not at rest. You can tell when your heart is working. You can, you can tell when your heart is striving. My friend, that's where fear, anxiety, stress comes in. Every sickness comes from stress. Even secular hospitals confirm that. So I'm removing a lot of different things here because this is what produces divine health, a divine life. Not only did we just talk about when the law is removed, there is no more payment to pay when you make a mistake. But even now, when you catch yourself, I'm not talking about uh, external physical working. I'm talking about internal. This is the promised land that God has has gave to us that we must enter in by faith and you have to understand that whenever you and I, I, I'm telling you I just know for a fact I don't have to explain this to you in detail because you, if you're being honest with yourself you can tell when your heart is at rest and you can tell when your heart is working when you're striving when you're stressful when you're full of fear in fact God gave us these uh, yucky emotions for us to tell whether we're in works or not. I used to, and I still do, <laughs> and I don't think anyone likes feeling fear or anxiety. 
but please understand that even those feelings are God given for us to understand when we're going into the law, when we're going into works. Much like when you're driving down a highway and you're going into the other person's freaking lane and it goes, oh, snap. <laughs> you got to go to the right. You got to stick in your lane. Stay in your lane. Much like that, when you feel anxiety, fear, stress, worry, sweaty palms, you start being hot. People who are obese, they sweat a lot and it's because they're always working in their heart. They always have to eat. But it, obesity comes from law. Uh, anxiety comes from internal working. Uh, migraines comes from that. Everything, I'm telling you, everything of this of death in this world is produced by the law. If you feel yourself working in your heart, my friend, you're still under the works. I don't care if you understand, if you think you understand mentally what grace is. If you are not at rest, you are still under the law. This is, this is a deeper truth. This is the rest that God has come to give us. That when you, when your soul, and you can tell. You can tell when your soul is at rest. And you can tell when your soul is not at rest. And I'm telling you that this is what God has come to give us is this promised land, the Canaan land. In the Old Testament, it says you will, and we're going deep today. In the Old Testament, the Bible says that you will dwell in houses you did not build. You will drink from wells you did not dig. All these things, it is a finished work of another, of Christ. And this tranquility, this perfect peace, prosperity, wholeness, all these things. This is Canaan land. This is the promised land. Moses, my servant, is dead. Moses, the law, is dead. Joshua chapter 1. Now arise, Yeshua, Joshua, uh, Jesus. Moses, my servant, is dead. Now arise and go into the promised land. You see, so when, you, when your heart is at rest, you have to understand that this promised land is a land of internal rest. You can be working on the outside. You could be hitting the streets, working, doing whatever it is, whether it's landscaping, con construction, uh, driving a truck, free, whatever it is, engineering, digging holes, filling holes, whatever. But internally, you are at rest. That is what God has come to bring us. Come unto me, all you who are weary and heavy laden. That word uh, weary means painful toil. If you are struggling and striving within you can be sitting down and still be at works in your heart. How do I know? Because I've been there. You can be laying down and within you, you can be at work. You're, it's like an internal civil war in your body. And my friend, if that is you, then you are still under the law. Not to condemn you, but to understand and realize that there is a deeper rest you must go into. Jesus Christ healed on the Sabbath. In the Sabbath, you it, it, if you even went to the bathroom, you were stoned to death. The priests in the Old Testament couldn't even sweat. They had to wear a linen garments, even a linen turban, which covered their head. Linen representing, so God does not want any sweat. Sweat is a part of the curse. And I'm not talking about physical sweat. I'm talking about internal sweat. You get what I'm saying? This is the grace that God has come to give us. This is the rest. Let's close with this. Hebrews 4. 
Verse 4, For he spake in a certain place of the seventh day on this wise, the Sabbath day. This, the Bible says, Jesus Christ said, I am the Lord of the Sabbath. I am the Sabbath. I am your peace. Jerusalem, King of Peace. This peace that we see the world, I'm telling you, that we see the world striving out of a blunt, out of a bottle, out of success, out of relationships, out of external materialistic things. All these things is because their souls are restless. And I'm telling you, this is what God has come and has already paid the price. It is something that we must simply believe and walk into. Hebrews 4, 6 says, Seeing therefore it remains as some must enter therein, and they to whom it was first preached did not enter in because of unbelief. Talking about the children of Israel. Verse 9, There remains therefore a rest to the people of God. For he that is entered into his rest, into God's rest, he also has ceased from his own works as God did from his. Let us labor, therefore, to enter into that rest, lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. That, that terminology, fall, is used in Galatians, falling from grace. What is this saying? This rest, which is within, not without. You see, internal rest will produce rest without. It starts within, and then it works its way out. You can be sitting down, and still at work or you can be working out and working and at rest this is all of the heart this is what Christ has come to give us and it is this grace that brings tranquility and peace into our hearts understanding like I mentioned in the beginning as we close out that there is therefore now no punishment for you when you sin there is therefore now no more condemnation all the wages of sin has been paid for on the body of Christ, the wrath of God has been quenched. Isaiah 54 says, This is like the waters of Noah unto me. As I have sworn to Noah that I will never flood the earth again, so I swear to you, to you and I, Isaiah 54 after, verse, after chapter 53, talking about the crucifixion of our Savior. Because of this work in 53, now I swear to you that I will never be angry with you. I will never again be wroth with you. I will never ever condemn you. Why? Because it has been finished. This is what grace is all about. It is understanding that even a, per a perfect night's rest is not something that you work for. The more you work for something, the stronger that sinful desire begins to burst out of you and it produces the opposite effect. But when you cease from your own works, internal works, then and then is when you start to receive this. You start to receive your prosperity, your peace, your wholeness, your health, everything, a sound mind, everything has been paid for. So I want to leave you guys with that. That every single every single payment that is needed for any mistake, you you're covered. You're covered, bro. You're covered. Says, don't worry about it. Now, am I now? Did the last thirty minutes did I say go and sin, or that I did, or that I tell you the gospel truth that your sins have been paid for? 
Did I tell you exactly what Jesus told the woman caught in the act of adultery? Neither do I condemn you. Now go and sin no more. Meaning, there is no more punishment. You see, if a little kid is trying to learn how to ride a bike, and I tell him, if you fall, I'm done with you. How? And we, the Bible says we being evil know how to give good gifts, and yet we 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 attribute these corrupt, fallen uh characteristics to a perfect holy god if we if i have a son and he's learning how to ride a bike and he falls on his butt three four five times am i going to condemn him or am i going to encourage him saying hey it's all good those training wheels are there for a reason you see same exact thing with you as we grow in grace as we grow in our character as we mature in this walk of faith you have to understand that you will make mistakes but when you do not if, when you do, all those punishment, every punishment, every wage has been paid for. There is therefore now no condemnation for you. There is no more punishment. There is nothing left for you to pay. But you simply receive and rejoice and rest. You see how I combine these two topics. I, I, for, personally, I didn't know how the lower is going to combine both of them. But I was just obedient. It, it goes hand in hand. In one you it's only by recognizing that your weight that there is therefore no more punishment it's only by recognizing that death has been abolished only then can you can you enter into that rest because otherwise you'll you're going to be trying to rest but your conscience will condemn you because you for yourself know that you made a mistake so how can you be at rest but when you recognize that every punishment has been paid for when you recognize that death has been abolished because sin plus the law equals death but since the law has been removed the bible says therefore being dead to the law we have you have become dead to the law you tell me what death is there for me and you? No, none whatsoever. This is, this is a strong, and like write it down, notate it. This is the revelation that God has come to preach, not just to the uh, thousand listeners that listen in, but even to the future. I'm telling you, this is the truth. And I know for a fact this is the truth that God has anointed me to preach to this generation. That The Bible says that every single enemy will be brought under the feet of the church and death is the last one. This deliverance of the law is the last revelation truth that will set the course for the church to walk in divine health to a point where death is uh, it is nullified. There is no. It is powerless without the law. And this is the the final truth. I'm telling you that when the church begins to get this revelation, then and and then that's when that. How do you think John the apostle of love could never die? They bowed this freaking man, and he's the same. Sorry, but they bowed him in in oil, and he couldn't even die to a point where they had to ship him to the island of Patmos because he couldn't die. Paul couldn't die. He was stoned to death and he couldn't die. How? How? There is a truth that they knew that the Lord is bringing to this, to this generation. And you, listener, as the Holy Spirit has bared witness of this truth, begin to renew your mind and realize that there is something greater that Jesus Christ has come to bring us. And it's only those who believe not those who work, 
but only those who believe in this good news that will walk in that divinity and that divine health. Now, I'm not saying you don't sin anymore. I'm not saying that you, there's no more sin in your flesh. I'm not saying that there is you won't make mistakes. But, the Bible says, where there is no loss, sin is not imputed. Though you may have it in your flesh, though you may have those mistakes and the anger and the fear and, the, and all those uh, fleshly, because you still have this flesh. But, it's not counted against you anymore because the law has been removed. Do you understand? I'm not saying you'll be perfect. No one can become sinless. No one can be, can, can, no, we're not going to be perfect this side of heaven, but we can walk in divine health, understanding that without the law, sin is powerless. I mean, uh, death is powerless. So is sin. Because you need those two to produce death. So realize that. Renew your mind. And I'm telling you, receive this truth and you'll be set free. I want to encourage you guys to share this with three other people. And like I said, it, this is, um, listen, don't be discouraged when you share these things to those who don't understand, who, do, who those who don't have ears to hear or eyes to see. Don't be discouraged and realize that this is something that is understood by revelation. So, Share this with people who are hungry and thirsty for the truth. I love you guys. You are blessed. You are loved. You are favored. And you have, the Bible says, blessed and thanks be unto God who gives us the victory. The victory over death. The victory over the law because of what Christ has done. Remember, it is because of what Jesus has done. Love you guys. Peace. Hey guys, we want to thank you for tuning in. We pray that this quickened your heart. If you'd like to give a one-time or become a monthly partner, visit our website and hit that Give Now button up at the top. We thank you in advance and pray that you continue to receive everything God has already given you by grace.